Makers of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pots Moving and Storage Studio. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Open phones here today at 888-825-5225. George Camel, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host. Akosia is on the line in Orlando. Hey, how are you? Hi, Mr. Ramsey. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Thank you for all you do. God bless you. You too. So I have a question about my mom. Her landlord is planning on increasing their rent by $400, and she has no way to pay this for the next year. She currently makes about 2400 a month. So with the new rent plus utilities and her um, personal bills, she's looking at over 3000 a month. Um, as her daughter, I've tried to look for many different places for her to move to somewhere um, cheaper so she can save money and um, buy a house for next year. But she keeps tossing them aside because she's very picky. Anything that's not in her taste, she would just disregard it. So how do I convince my mom that she needs to find somewhere cheaper so she can save money? She's 54 and she doesn't even have a single dollar in retirement savings. She has nothing, but she wants all the bells and whistles. How old are you? I'm 26 years old. Okay. Why does a 54-year-old woman need help picking out her new place? Because she she just needs help with those things. She's not too tech-savvy, like going on websites and finding new places. Well, you don't have to be tech-savvy to know you can't live there anymore. Yes, sir. You can do and that with a yellow pad and a number minded. two pencil. <laughs> she's, she's not finance-minded at all. I'm the person who's always on her to pay her bills on time, avoid late fees. I always give her business ideas, but she just tosses them aside. She doesn't see the urgency in um, fixing her finances. Uh, she'll get urgency if you don't fix them for her. They'll evict her butt. Mm-hmm. What's her plan and currently? The thing is that, just to go into debt, okay. six hundred bucks a month. She said she she's going to get a second job, but here's the thing: my mom is a single mother. She's always worked two or three jobs, so it's taken a huge toll on her health over the years. So I really don't want her getting a second job, and I want her to buy a house and save money for retirement. But she doesn't understand that she needs to find somewhere cheaper and save money. I, really I agree with your conclusion. I agree with your conclusions. And I appreciate you loving your mom and wanting good things for her. I am really confused why you're the only adult in this conversation with your mom. Um, this is not your job. She's yeah. 54 freaking years old. It's time that she learned how to do something. You know, yes, sir. I mean, I don't, my kids don't run around taking care of Dave. Yeah. And I don't even run around taking care of them. They're like your age. So, yeah. I mean, th- these are supposed to be like adult activities. You shouldn't be having to caretake your mom unless she has some kind of mental disability. And then you're taking care of her. I understand that. But she doesn't have a mental disability. She just doesn't give a crap. Yeah. It doesn't sound um, like she has a lot of drive sound- either. What's she doing for work? Exactly. She's a CNA. That's all she's done for many years. Full-time? Um, 
Um, she works three days and then four days. Yeah. Okay. So what would I do if I were in your shoes now that I'm getting over just being aggravated at your mother for being irresponsible? Okay. Um, I, I appreciate the the journey that you are on and the question that you're asking, but I the answer is I don't think you can do this for her, and I don't think you should do this for her. It's not good for you. It's emotionally weird. It's a boundary violation, and it's not good for her. So instead, what I would do is step to the side and have a conversation with her that sounds like this. Mom, I love you. And I want you to have a great life. You have worked so hard for so many years that it makes me cry that you are struggling. I can't do this for you. I won't do this for you. But I will be your biggest cheerleader, and I'll even coach you on some things I think you should do. But you're going to have to ask me what you think, what I think you should do. I'm not going to tell you anymore. And if she decides to sit over there and do nothing and get evicted, that is her grown-up decision. It is not your responsibility. You need to wash your hands of this. It is not in your – you can't fix her life. She has to fix her life. And even if you could, you shouldn't. It's weird and toxic. So your love for her and your – honor for her for all the wonderful hard work she's poured in and the, your wish for her that that she has good things is dependent not on you it's dependent on her to go get those things you can't do it for her nor can you just nor do i have a sentence that you can say to her that says whoo now all of a sudden this lady who's never had any ambition gets some this lady who's chosen not to ever deal with finances at all suddenly wants to go do that now but what you can do is come alongside her and just say, Mom, I love you. I'll help you any way I can in terms of coaching you, and I'll be your biggest cheerleader. But I'm not going to do it for you, and I'm not going to carry the emotional burden of you not being able to pay your rent when you refuse to carry the own, your own emotional burden of you not being able to pay your rent. Does that sound harsh to you? No, it sounds, it sounds reasonable. I'm just very concerned about her health. I don't. I don't want to lose my mom. Her she's fifty-four. Health? She's not going to die from getting evicted. Uh, but she she's had a lot of health scares because of um, working so hard over the years. She's always had three jobs because it's you can't hard. fix it, honey. Okay. She has to fix it. You're more worried about her than she is. She's not worried about it. Is she? Yeah. I mean, you, on a scale of not. one to ten, you're a nine on worrying about her. On a scale of one to ten, she's a two on worrying about her. Am I right? Mm, you're, you're right. Yeah. So, I mean, you cannot, you know, uh, if my kid doesn't want me to eat pizza and fried bologna anymore, toughies, I'm still going to eat it. I'm 62. I'm free. I get to make these choices. And if my 30-year-old doesn't like it, toughies. I'm still eating fried bologna, and I'm still going to eat pizza and biscuits and stuff, okay? And, Dad, I'm worried about your health. I understand, but I'm not worried about it as much as you are. I'm still going to eat that. Th- th- these are choices that grown-ups get to make. All change starts with being angry about your situation. Until she hits that point, she's not going to change, and enabling her is not going to help her long-term. But you can put your arm around her and say, I'm worried about you. 
And when you're ready to do this stuff, I'll be your biggest cheerleader and I'll be your biggest coach. But I can't coach a wet blanket. So you, mom, when you get ready to move, I'll help you. But I can't do it for you. If current times have shown us anything, it's that the least expected events can and will happen, and we have to deal with it. That's why everyone who has a family counting on them needs term life insurance. For over 25 years, the only insurance company I've recommended is Xander Insurance. Not only because they search all of the top term life plans to find you the best rates, but over the years, they have constantly changed and updated their systems to make the whole process simpler and easier to get the protection needed. You can now apply with a completely touchless experience with everything being done either over the phone or the Internet. They also have plans with super competitive rates that don't require an exam, allowing you to skip a step and get the coverage you need faster. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Great rates and a simple process mean there's no excuse to not get this done, people. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. This is the Ramsey Show. Tom is with us. Tom's in Salt Lake City. How are you, Tom? I'm doing great. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? So, uh, my wife and I are um, at the, the end of the baby steps. We're we're debt free, uh, thankfully, in large part to uh, to you and your program and. And uh, just some crazy life experiences that um, enabled us to get there. We've worked real hard, and, and that's where we're at now. Um, so we are both now looking into our retirement. Uh, and But both of us started this whole journey in, in our 30s. And so our in, our retirement investments were rather kind of pretty delayed. We, we didn't start investing until, you know, like I said, our early, our late 30s. And so what... We have now is uh, we started with a fairly modest income. Uh, now uh, my wife works and and I own my own business, and we have a, a a much larger income than we had before. So, what's your household uh, income now? Right now, we're close to four hundred. Wow! Look at you. How old are you again? I'm thirty nine. Oh wow! Amazing. You're ancient. I can't believe you're getting around. And um, <laughs> I know. Yeah. And uh, and how much do you have in retirement? Uh, after we sell, after this year, we'll have about uh, about a hundred. Good for you. Good. Okay. And uh, how much debt do you have? We are debt free. It's taken us eight years. But House and everything. Everything gone. Everything's gone. House and everything. Yep. Wow. Way to go, dude. Way to go. What's the house worth? <laughs> I personally think it's worth probably about four hundred or so, Good but the you. market says that it's about six fifty. So, well, I mean, the market is it gets to decide. You don't get to decide. 
So right. I'm calling it 650 then. Good for you, man. Yeah. Well done. Well done. And you're making Thanks. bank. What a great business you do. This is awesome. So now all you got to do, you're at what we call baby step seven. So now you all, all you got to do is stack up cash now, dude. And with a $400,000 shovel, you got to be able to stack it up pretty fast. That's what we're we're really excited about. And we're looking at uh, potentially retiring um, in, in the next 10 years. Yeah, for sure. So what's your question today? Um, Sounds like you're doing great. My question today, yeah, we're, well, uh, my question really is, um, as far as the 15% of your income into retirement. That doesn't apply um, to you. You're, you're at baby step seven. That's only when you're on baby step four. You can ramp that up once you get the I, house paid that's for. That's what I needed to hear. Yeah, baby step so seven is save as much as you can. Give as much as you can. So our, Live as much as you our can. Our 10-year plan. Oh, that, that sounds so great for, to hear you say that. <laughs> If we if we dump in you know a hundred to one hundred fifty a year into this uh, into this uh, investment firm that um, that we found through your Smart Investor Pros, um, they're helping us out because I am very investment unsavvy, so they're they're guiding us through that. Yeah. Um, if we just dump in one hundred fifty a year, then we're their forecast says that within ten years we could. Um, retire as multimillionaires and live off interest. Oh yeah, you so, probably have a couple million in that alone, and the house will be worth a couple million then. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean you're going to be four hundred four million dollar net worth at, at fifty years old. Is what it sounds like to me. Oh, it's good to hear you say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean if you if you keep making this kind of bank and you drop one hundred and fifty in there, I mean one hundred and fifty for ten years is a million and a half. Plus the growth during mm-hmm. that time is easily another half million, probably another million actually. So, I mean, 10, 10, ti- ten times 150 is 1.5 million, dude. Okay, 39 to 49. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's what that's exactly what we're looking at. Yeah, you don't have to have like a calculator or anything to do that. You can do that one in your head. So then, then you just add some. You know, the growth that you're going to make on top of that during that time is astronomical. And so, yeah, there's another million easy on there in growth. Uh-huh. In growth, yeah. Uh, It'll so double every about seven years or so. Yeah, you're going to be in great shape. Just work with your Smart Investor Pro. Keep laying out a plan. Shovel the cash over there. And uh, here's the trick is to avoid getting arrogant in the middle of this and blowing it up before you get there. That's the trick. Because what happens is you look over there and you got a million-dollar paid-for house and you got a couple million dollars, million dollars laying in mutual funds in your retirement, and then you go, I can afford to go do this stupid thing now. And people can, you can blow the whole thing up by derailing. Just dance with the girl that brought you. Stick with the program. The, the, you know, dance with the one that brought you to the ball. Just stick with the program. Don't get over here and go, oh, now now I'm going to, Bitcoin is now my answer. I'm going to put it all in doge. You know, people, they get, you get a little bit of hubris, and suddenly your brain just fries out. So just don't do that. Just mutual funds and paid for real estate. Just keep it simple and stack cash, and you're going to be in really good shape, man. You've done a great job. And largely because, A, you're paying attention, and, B, you're making a lot of money. It's a big shovel. That helps. Yeah. Very nice. Proud of you. John's in Houston, Texas. Hey, John, how are you? Good, guys. How are you? Better than we deserve. What's up? All right, here's what I got going on. So um, we have recently sold some farmland that we had down in Florida, um, made some cash. We currently owe, the only thing we owe on is the house. Mm-hmm. We owe 287 on the house. Mm-hmm. Um, cash on hand right now, including everything in our checking and everything else, is, is 282 um that includes the farmland proceeds 
Yes, sir. Okay. So I have some uh, employee stock purchase um, stock, about forty-five grand worth. Perfect. Um, that's an individual stock. Um, I work in Houston, so it's oil and gas, so it's pretty volatile. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on selling that forty-five grand worth, getting out of the individual stocks, paying off the two eighty-seven, being completely debt-free? Uh, houses current valued at about six fifty, six eighty. Um, the forty grand or so as the as the emergency fund, and then we can stack some cash from there. You just saved me some wind. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'd cash it out, pay off the house, and that leftover becomes your emergency fund. Anything beyond that, you guys can do what you want with. Go take a vacation. Celebrate. I mean, John, you pulled it yep. off here. You got the trifecta. You paid off the house, you got your emergency fund, and you saved George Wind. All Man. in one answer. It was well done, <laughs> sir. Well done. Yeah, definitely do all that, brother. It's an do awesome all that. Plan. You're right on Good track. You. What, what do you make a year? One forty. Yeah. And so now you now you get your your baby step seven, and just like the last caller, all we got to do now is save more than fifteen percent into retirement. Load your retirement. You can load your four hundred one k up. You can load Roth IRAs up in good mutual funds. And uh, how old are you? Thirty nine. Same age. Yeah, you're, you're, you're going to be that. a millionaire by the time you're 45, mathematically. Because the, as the value about. of the house increases and you save twenty-five or $30,000 a year uh, for the next six years and the growth on all of those things, you're going to be over a million-dollar net worth by the time you're 45. Well done. I'm you're, loving this trend. You are truly a Baby Steps millionaire. You know, George, there this may not amazing. be another radio show or podcast in America where you can call in and be – succeeding and prospering and find people happy about it we'll celebrate with you we are happy that you are winning we are capitalist pigs we are glad you are winning most shows are mad we don't we are we are not angry at success we think success is amazing we don't think you're a crook we think you're awesome we think you left the cave killed something and drug it home you're demonstrating work ethic you are demonstrating character and perseverance and you are causing these things to these variables to move you are not waiting on washington to fix your life we love people like you people when you call in here you will get celebrated here and if it starts pissing off the left wing nuts that is just a bonus you're only fueling dave guys that's just a bonus it's just a bonus man i just love it I'm so a guy making 400k and he's 39 years old. That's just awesome. Now that's a trend it's I can awesome. get behind. Forget you know Bitcoin. That's let me the trend. Just, I'm let me just tell you. Let me just tell you. You know what that means? It means he's helping a lot of people. Mm. People don't give you money if you're screwing them. You Got to provide value. They, they 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 give you money when you're helping them. That's how this works. You're providing value. You're adding value to their life in some way. So when you're doing that, you are enhancing humanity. Well done. Well done. This is the Ramsey Show. Guys, it's no secret that the real estate market is weird right now. So go with a mortgage company you can trust to have your back. 
Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is Ramsey trusted because they're stable, reliable, and focused on you. At a time when a lot of companies are being bought out or going out of business, count on Churchill Mortgage to stick around. They've been doing things the right way for over 30 years, and they'll keep doing them the right way for 30 more. Get started at churchillmortgage.com. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLS Equal housing lender. 1749 Mallory Lane, Suite 100. Brentwood, Tennessee 37027. Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Have you ever noticed that when you commit to change in one area of your life, it's easier to make progress in other areas? We've met thousands of people on their journey to building wealth who accomplished other amazing things along the way, like losing 50 pounds. They find a career that they love. They learn to overcome stress and anxiety. Uh, What seems impossible becomes possible when you have a smart plan. You turn up the focus and intensity on your goals, and that's why we're bringing the SMART Conference to Dallas, Texas on Saturday, October 22nd. It is our only live event of the fall that is not yet sold out. Uh, Oh, I take that back. There's a a few tickets left in Minneapolis for the uh, building wealth, but that's it. Other than that, this is it, and you can come live in person all day. Total top-of-the-line, number one best-selling authors and thought leaders in each of the subjects whether it's um, marriage, Craig and Amy Groeschel will be there. Pastor Craig will be there from uh, LifeChurch.tv over in Oklahoma City, our friend speaking on marriage, Dr. John Deloney on mental wellness, Rachel Cruz Ken, uh, on money, Ken Coleman on career, George Camel on money. There's going to be a few other surprises. I'll be there. We're going to be talking about relationships, career growth, everything. It's all day long. You will leave smarter. You need new information and new inspiration to keep moving. It is a giant pep rally. There will be about 8,000 of us there, and there are about 2,000 tickets still left, so we can still get you in. Uh, The VIP and Platinum are all sold out, but the uh, general admission is still available, and it's uh, a great, great event. Dallas, Texas, Saturday, October 22nd, RamseySolutions.com slash events for the SMART conference. Our question of the day comes from Blinds.com. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. That means even if you mismeasure or you pick the wrong color, they'll remake your blinds for free. Free samples, free shipping. And with the new promos they run every month, you'll save even more. Use the promo code RAMSEY to get the best possible deal. Today's question comes from Taylor in Indiana. I've come into some inheritance money and wanted some ways to invest that is best for me at 68 years old. I have no outstanding debt, and I'm very healthy. I've read much on index funds, but need some guidance. Thank you. All right, so 68, we don't know how much this inheritance is, and we don't know much about Taylor's financial situation. But I would tell her to make sure she has all of her debt paid off, including the home, and beyond that, we can invest some of this money into mutual funds and potentially index funds. Um, So I think that is wise uh, as far as investing goes and she needs to be working with a pro who can guide her because this is clearly very new to her new territory yeah yeah take your time and learn about it um sit down with one of the smart investor pros one of the things in order for 
uh, a SmartVestor Pro to be Ramsey trusted and become a SmartVestor Pro, someone in the mutual fund in, in, in investment advice business. Uh, they're not, they don't work for us, but in order for us to put our stamp of approval on them, they have to have the heart of a teacher, meaning that their job is not to sell you something. Their job is to teach you, and then you decide to buy it or not based on what you learn. Uh, but George is right. I would have you at 68 become debt-free before I did any major investing. And again, we don't know how much inheritance you got, how much debt you've got, the other pieces of this. And he's exactly right. Now, an index fund is typically referring to an S&P 500 index fund. S&P is a company called Standard and Poor, and they rate the top 500 uh, companies on the New York Stock Exchange called the Big Board. Okay, so they rate the top. These are the largest 500 companies that are that stock is sold publicly traded on the stock exchange. And an index fund mimics if you were to buy each of those stocks and you bought 500 shares, one share of each or 5 million shares. And it was an even distribution across the top 500 companies. So if you take the top 500 companies on the stock market and a a measure of all of them as a group goes up or goes down, you are really measuring the stock market. It is a much, much more accurate measure of what the stock market is doing than what the than, than the Dow Jones Industrial Average. There's much is, fewer companies on Yeah, there. which is just a handful of companies, okay? So uh, it's kind of the bellwether because it made, back in the industrial age, it made the grade for the media to pick up on it. But the statistical mathematical measure of the stock market is really the S&P 500. So if you buy an S&P 500 index fund, your money will do exactly what the stock market does. Not any better, not any worse. And so that's how we measure against if you're going to outperform the market with another mutual fund, then that would be a fund that makes that has a better historical track record than the S&P 500 does. And those are actively managed. Someone is actually choosing which companies they think will beat the exactly. S&P 500. Exactly. That's a good point. So it's not a mix that's exactly the same. Thus, it's a mix that is superior to the the average and they can be weighted differently exactly you can put it however you want so and it's all kinds of different funds out there that do that but it, it but an index fund is um is a very safe play when you're playing for a long haul that's not a safe play to do anything in the stock market when you're doing it for six months or doing it for one year which we've seen with the market the last that's, six that's months just, yeah i mean it's down 15 percent right now and so you know, it's not a it's not a safe play. You would have lost. You put a hundred thousand dollars. You would have lost fifteen grand. You know, you didn't lose all your money. I didn't lose all my money, but you did lose fifteen thousand dollars out of your hundred in the last since the first of the year. And it hurts to see the balance go down ever when you're investing. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's but but that's what the S and P is and what it has done. And so what you're buying is a very boring mutual fund. And there's nothing wrong with boring. We like boring when it comes to investing. Yeah, exciting is uh, is often stupid. So we're not trying to be exciting here. We're not. We're not trying to win any sex appeal contest here. We're just trying to get the tortoise to beat the hare. The tortoise is ugly. He's slow and he's steady. That feels like a personal attack, Dave. But I'll take it. Why are you a hare? Uh, you call me ugly, slow, and steady. Oh, because you're a tortoise. Yeah, yeah, I'm the tortoise. Okay. Well, there you go. And uh, let it be known, Dave has not won any sex appeal contests. Wow. You heard it here first on the Ramsey Show. Wow. 
Sorry, this is a family show, Dave. This I apologize. Just, this is George. This just got personal. But this is a good point to make for Taylor. The goal. <laughs> let's go back to. Let me backtrack quickly. Let me change the subject to the inheritance. My goal is to be a steward of what was given to me. Right. This was a gift. This is an amazing blessing. And so this is how we see money through the filter of God has given this money for us to manage, and we want to be good stewards and not have this money disappear. And so I want to try to grow this money and maintain it and allow me to have an incredible retirement, which hopefully she's doing at 68. We don't know her situation, but that would be my goal. If you get a million, let's have that balance remain at a million. And we invest this wisely in order to do that. There you go, folks. That's how it works. George Campbell here to help us with so many things. You never know. Yeah, he's um, he's he's a helpful lad. Thank you. <laughs> if nothing else, at least I will be helpful. But that's what we do here on the show, Dave. Uh, I'm I'm just I'm I'm flabbergasted at you. Jennifer is in New York City. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Better than we deserve. What's up? All right. So I know financing anything is a big no-no. But Co- correct amundo. What my Okay. Um, this, in my opinion, and my husband's, we're, we're tossing, um, we have the opportunity to finance solar panels versus paying the electric company. You have so, the opportunity to go wow, into debt? That's that's amazing. Well, I'm, no. glad you, I'm glad they gave you this opportunity. Because <laughs> oh not no, everyone can get this opportunity. Okay, so why do you well, want to do it? The opportunity is our bill will be significantly lower with the financing of the pa- of the panels versus our monthly electric bill. How much sure. are the panels? Um, the payments come out to three hundred and thirty. No, no, I wouldn't really ask. How much total? Poor people ask how with much a month. With the new roof, right? No, with the new roof, it comes out to ninety-seven thousand. So you're going to spend a hundred grand to save a few chunks of change on your electric bill. That's going to take a long time to ROI. While you're paying interest. Well, we figured that the way we pay off our bills, we'll have it done within five years. And then there's no more electric bill, no anything. Solar panels are a good investment if you pay cash for them only, not finance them. And they're a good investment if you can run a break-even analysis short of about three years. Five years is too long to break even on them. Because here's the problem. You get ready to market the house, you now have a $97,000 extra mortgage on the house. That did not increase the value. That did not increase the value of the house. That's exactly right. So you're going to get yourself stuck. Do not finance these things. No, 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 no. Bad play. America. George Camel is my co-host today. This is the Ramsey Show. Christian is with us. He is in Fort Worth, Texas. Hi, Christian. How are you? I'm good, Dave. How are you doing? Better than we deserve, sir. How can we help? So uh, I am a currently a police officer. I've been for about seven years now, and uh, I've been looking to change uh, careers into the aviation industry, uh, get to the airlines, but I'm having some uh, some questions as far as finances go. Um, you know, getting into the aviation industry is not cheap. Uh, it's kind of a club that you have to pay your dues to get into. Yep. And, um, and so my, my question is, uh, I know loans are obviously your big no, no, but, um, I'm kind of looking at it as I'm, I'm investing in myself rather than investing in, in, uh, in some, some other thing that I don't have control over. 
So my question would be, um, should I get a loan to cover uh, flight ex- my, my flight ex- uh, expenses to get to the airlines quicker? Or do you recommend that I save up for maybe a year or more uh, and take more time and then just cash flow it um, as I go? You're going to regret it if you don't cash flow it. Okay. Because here's the thing we've discovered. 100% of the time, none of our plans execute exactly the way we think they're going to. Right. Nothing works out perfect. I mean, you're a police officer. You see people with have bad plans all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, you, you actually have a good plan, but none of our plans work exactly like we think they're going to. I mean, little short plans can. You can say, I'm going to get in the car, I'm going to drive to work, and that plan works out. I get to work. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't even think anything about it. No big deal. That plan worked out. But when you're talking about something this expensive, this extensive, um, the world of uh, the airline world, the world of being a pilot, whether it's a corporate pilot or whether it's uh, working for a commercial airline, is changing every day right now. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, years ago, you could come out of the Air Force and roll into a cockpit and, you know, make 200000 which in today's dollars would be a million, you know? And right. that, those days have been long gone for a long, long time. Uh, and now the airlines have all kinds of mismanagement, not all of them. I mean, Southwest is well run, but, uh, the vast majority of them are poorly operated. Every little bump in the gas prices puts them into a tailspin, no pun intended. Um, they, uh, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a weird world. And by the time you get there, it will have changed. It's not, it's not going to be what you think it is. And I don't want you to have, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in debt and you're walking up and now you've feel like you've got to take some horrible pilot's job just to be a pilot and just to get to pay on, pay on these debts and, and you've boxed yourself into a corner. I would much rather you have the freedom to do this at a, at the speed of wisdom, meaning your career change. And the way you do that is you don't go in debt for this. But, um, but the, here, here's the thing. I, I, I'm guessing you've had a lesson or two. Yeah, so I already have my uh, my private pilot's license. Yeah, and so so uh, you've already you you've already been infected. Yes, and that's the thing is I've I've already yeah I've already it's, had the bug, it is it is a bug. disease. I mean, it's a yeah. you you can't. It is yeah. so freaking fun. Oh yeah, yeah, I fell in love with it. As it's as exhilarating, as I and I have never met a pilot that hated being a pilot. Right. Now, some of the, they hate some of this crap they have to do sometimes, but the takeoffs, landing, and flying, they love it. A hundred I mean, it, it's very unusual running against somebody who goes, you know, I really hate doing this. It just bothers me. <laughs> Everybody, it's, exactly. like, it's like a disease. And so you, the problem is when you, you got, it's, a, it's an addiction, and you got to be careful, man. You're going to make bad decisions so in, your, in your enthusiasm. Using the filter of wisdom, I just go, all right, debt's off the table. How are we going to do this? How, how long you, is it going to take? How, how do we speed it up? How can I speed it up? How much How much overtime can I take doing something I don't like so I get to get my hours so I can move up, you know, and go from a, a, a single engine to a, you know, get a jet license and move on and move, and then get the hours and get the hours and then get the hours and keep moving along. And then that puts you in a position to choose your gig, you know. Like, I mean, I, I've got a good friend that uh, is a corporate pilot. 
and meaning he flies for a, a guy that has a big jet and he makes a couple he makes a quarter million a year you know it's, it's not bad it's not, and, and he, he's not putting up with airline crap he's not doing he just flying his buddy up there to montana you know i mean that's all that kind of life. stuff right and it's a good life so but but to get to that stage you've got as he said you've got christian's right he's got some expense and he's got to get his hours and that kind of stuff but it's it, the it's different than i want to be an architect and i once drew a plan and it was fun no 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 this is addicting you just i gotta you, get the, back out you know, there people people that want to become pilots it's not unusual for those of you that are in that category to go do really stupid stuff in pursuit of your addiction. All in the name of aviation. Yeah. So mm. don't don't do it. Just take your time. Be wise. It's a career. It's what we're going to do for a living. And no, you don't need to have a bunch of debt. You don't have a dime of debt around it. You can do it. You can you can work through the hours and, as you said, cash flow it if it delays it a little. But that also sets you up for taking the right job because you're not some broke guy. Not desperate you know what that that's trying to squeeze your way into aviation because i mean if you get on some of these little um uh the guys and gals flying some some of the uh regional prop commercials um i really that's when i know i'm old when the pilot looks like i've got socks older than them it scares you know i mean they're they're just straight out he just started to grow some chin hair just just green man and i'm sure they're competent pilots or they wouldn't put them in there i mean i'm not i'm not just not questioning their skills but uh for an old turkey like me it's just like oh my god he looks like he's 12 you know well they grew up playing video games so it's not too much of a stretch at this point you know george that was not comforting at all nick is with us nick is in atlanta hi nick what's up Hey guys, thanks for having me. Sure, how can we help? Uh, so my, I'm 29, my wife's 27, and as of last week, we became both consumer debt-free. Yay! And uh, I'm, I'm, yep, very excited about it. Um, and also, our emergency fund's fully funded, so we're technically on four, five, and six right now. Uh, no kids yet. Uh, we have our house, and for us, uh, we are planning to move. We have a house here in Georgia, but we're planning on selling it in the next eight months or so and then moving up north Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my question is, do you think it's wise to just pause on investing right now and instead for the next eight or so months just try to save as much money as possible to get ready for the next home purchase? You Why? mean to put a down payment? You have equity in the Georgia home, don't you? Uh, I do, I do. I just, I'm thinking that it might be a little bit better just to save in the next eight months instead. I wouldn't know. I'd say 15% of my income towards retirement and anything else you can save uh, above that. And you've been paying more than that anyway on debt. So you're used to living on less. So I just act right. like it's debt. I'm, I'm going to start, but I'm going to go ahead and get your emergency fund in place. And you just became consumer debt free. So now you got to do baby step three and four. And no, I'm, oh, you, you got the equity coming out of the house in Georgia. You make the move with that. And just roll that right into the next house as much as you can. Yeah. I mean, that. N- n- I I don't because here's the thing I don't want to get us any of us in the habit of jumping in and out of investing we just need to be steady steady and invest steady and invest and don't don't look for reasons to quit investing even if it's temporary because you get you get used to that okay now we're going to buy a bass boat so we need to stop investing for six months no 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 well now we're going to no 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 there's always something and this is a this is a very it's a valid question but what I don't want is I just, you know, the, the P 
people that we've studied that became millionaires never stopped. They stayed it. They stayed with them. Steady and consistent. And that that's that's that that time and consistency thing is a big deal. Yeah. The only time we'd want you to pause investing if there was a true storm, a true emergency, and you know this move's happening. It's eight months away. It's not. A, it's not. You've got the cash. You can do and, this. And you've got you've got money coming out of the house. You're just trying to beef it up a little. Maybe move up in house or something as you're going. But I, I don't mind you doing all that. But no, I wouldn't stop investing. Nope, wouldn't do it. Hey, thanks for the call, man. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. Our thanks to James, Andrew, Zach, Ben, and Austin in the booth. The Booth Dudes are with us. This is the Ramsey Show. Dave here. We just launched a brand new audience survey for the Ramsey Show, and we'd love your feedback. You could be entered to win a $500 Visa gift card. No purchase necessary. Take the survey at RamseySolutions.com slash survey. Hey, if you're a fan of this podcast, we've got more where that came from. As you know, at Ramsey, we're always looking to protect our listeners from scummy companies, slick marketing, and money myths. I'm George Camel, host of The Fine Print, where I do the research for you to help you rise above the system that's designed to keep you broke and in debt so that you can become confident in your money choices. Check out The Fine Print wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.